right, everybody. Welcome to Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. I'm Clayton. Um, and I am a romance novel veteran. And I am the Virgin. And we're your hosts. Hi, Clayton. Got lost a little bit there. I did. <laughs> Listen, things are things are going on. I feel like there's a lot of energy. We're almost out of Mercury retrograde, so you know things are taking a little bit longer than they should. It's gonna be 94 degrees today. Jesus, really? Yeah. It's so hot. Yesterday we went on, we walked a ton and we went through like the botanical gardens and everything and it was so hot. I kept just sitting down in the shade like a cat. I needed You got it. to. Yeah. It's very hot for, I mean, it's June. We're in summer. It's happening now. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it shouldn't be surprising, but it just, it's going to be this, uh, this spike for a day, then go back down to like the seventies, which is good. Oh, the seventies is very reasonable. Seventies is where it should be all the time. <laughs> See, that's why if you were in like San Francisco, isn't it always like seventies with a light breeze there? Yeah. It, and it gets like chilly at night. I mean, I lived in Hawaii and that was kind of what the temperature was. It was in the 70s, maybe the like low 80s, and mm-hmm. very little humidity, great breeze off the ocean. It was just like, it's perfect weather. Yeah. This, get, this is getting to be the weather in New York, which I, it, I've never experienced like the way that New York is in the summer where you are just drenched in sweat immediately. And every time you come back to the house, to your home, mm-hmm. I always take an ice cold shower. Like yep. you just, it's, it's the, it's the season of a million showers. There's nothing you can really do about it, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's just summer in New York city. It's also really fun. We went to the park and it was like, I don't know. There's something about, the you know it's been a really rough two years and like listen last week was a really rough week as well and just going to the prospect park in new york and laying out with a few friends and like a few new friends and just seeing like everybody in brooklyn like with their families and like kids playing and people sit around and talking and all this stuff it was just like it was so lovely to see and it really made me realize like why i love new york so much it's like the kind of sense of community. We met the famous guy who sells the nutcrackers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he came up to us and he was talking to us. And we didn't buy any nutcrackers because we were about to leave. But then he told us that he had just been profiled in the New York Times and he showed us the, like somebody had cut out the article for him. And I was like, look at this. Even in New York, even the nutcracker salesmen are famous. I think you need to give a definition of what a nutcracker is to people because I don't think they're going to know what those are. I don't think I know what they are. But basically, it's these drinks that they started where they were only sold on the beaches in New York. So like only in, only in Coney Island. And it's basically just juice and like various liquors. So mm-hmm. they're like potent. And so basically you would be sitting on the beach and a man would come by or a woman with a basically like dragging a cooler of nutcrackers. I don't know why they're called nutcrackers. And you would buy them for like $5 or $10. Um, And now, well, Prince, who sells them in Prospect Park, he... He says he's been selling them there for a few summers. And basically, yeah, they just come around and he just offers you like a fruity cocktail. It's great. It's like Mad Dog. Like, the, it's like homemade Mad Dog, right? I don't know what Mad Dog is, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's fine. That, that's a commercial for a, a guy who sells 
nut busters. Nut crackers. <laughs> Not nut busters. Jesus. Christ. Oh, geez. Yeah. Why would you call something nut buster? Oh my gosh. You're right. Nutcrackers is way more uh, uh, sophisticated. Nut- I read in the article in the Times uh, that it is apparently after the ballet. Like some bartender just saw the ballet and thought that was funny and then named them Nutcrackers. But here, I have a story for you, Clayton, and hold on to your hat. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this story that you're going to tell me because you texted me that you had a story for me. And I was – is this like yeah. a parable that I'm supposed to draw some sort of uh, 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 moral from or is this just like something that happened to you i mean it's something that happened to me isn't that every story just something that happened yeah but it happened to you it happened to me so okay so my sister-in-law got us um gift cards for christmas to a bunch of restaurants in brooklyn which was really nice one of the restaurants is a is a restaurant called hearts in bedsty um, which is like a gorgeous restaurant and the food is amazing. But we went and there was like, I walked in. It's so cool. It's so like Brooklyn cool. And then the person who was the host like looked very cool too. And I peeked on like by the host stand that there was a copy of Alyssa Cole's um, When No One Is Watching. We all know Alyssa Cole. She's a romance author. This is a book that's not a romance. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so... We have a meal and the meal is absolutely gorgeous. And then at the end of the meal, I'm like, oh, we have a gift card. I really was the worst customer possible because I was like, I think we have a gift card, but I don't have it. And I don't know where it is. And I think it's supposed to be held for us, but it's like from December. So like the most annoying person possible. And they were all very lovely and were working hard to get this for me. And so this person kept coming by and they were like, can you write down um, what your name is? Like, I'm trying to like find this gift card. And I was like, geez, <laughs> like, and they were very apologetic and very, very sweet about it. And so finally it all worked out and it was, and it was great. And we were like paying and then they kind of stood there for a second. And then they say, um, by the way, I love your podcast. And I went, what podcast? <laughs> and they go, your podcast. And I was like, what? And they were like, don't you have a podcast? I was like, I do. I'm like, I have a podcast about romance novels. And they go, oh, I know it's really niche, but I just really love it. And I was like, oh. And they said, when you came in, I thought it was you. But then when you like wrote your name down for me, then I knew it was you. Um, And they were so sweet about it. And I was recognized in the wild and I can't get over it. That is amazing. Yes. Wait, so the who was this that recognized you? The server? No, I think that they were the like the host or the manager. They were like seating people. Wow. And and so they the, and and you and you saw the paperback. They they were sneaking a few uh, uh, paragraphs in between customers. I I guess so. I mean, it was the book was just kind of on on like a windowsill by like the entrance. So I was like, huh, oh, well, that's interesting. So that's interesting. Wow, that's I, so fun. I know. I was sh- I actually couldn't believe it, and I did think that they were maybe messing with me. But then Pat was like, "What a long way to get somebody to mess with you." <laughs> I, <laughs> and to I, the- what end? Although it is a great way to mess with people because most people do have podcasts. So Exactly. <laughs> I should just start going over to people and being like, excuse me, I'm so sorry to do this, but I just want to let you know I love your podcast. And then see if they actually have a podcast and what it's about. 
Yes. I think I would have thought that they were maybe confused other than seeing the Alyssa Cole. And I was like, okay, well, that like lens that they could be a romance reader, even though that itself is not a romance. That's so funny. Wow. And they just recognized your voice. Well, I also, when I came in, they asked, like, what is the reservation under? And I said my full name. And you said you're a a romance novel veteran. Exactly. I said, uh, oh, it's under Aaron Leaf, uh, romance novel veteran. Yeah, because I just always tell everybody I'm a virgin. (laughs) That is how you lead every conversation. Yeah. Hi, I'm Clayton. I'm a romance novel virgin. Although, by this point, I'm not. Let's just be honest with everybody knows it's the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's just the gimmick. But anyway, I found that very funny. I've uh, obviously never, ever been recognized from this podcast. And how would I be? (laughs) Who would know what I looked like necessarily out there? But it was very sweet. It's the voice. And I guess your name. so. So that's so cool. Wow, that's really cool. And also that it was at this place, which is like a very hip, cool place. Yeah. Like, Alice and Roman goes there. So I, of all the places to go, I just didn't expect it. It was just, it was so out of left field, I was not prepared for it, but. Yeah, yeah, it's not a Carl's Jr. Not that it's a, it needs to be a Carl's Jr., but just, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that anybody listens to this podcast. A lot of you do, shockingly, and I'm very grateful for it, but, um Yeah, the idea that it would just be somebody in my neighborhood or somebody that I would, like, interact with in that way was very, like, surprising but very sweet. And, um, yeah, and a a great interaction and a great dinner. And I'm sorry that I was such an annoying customer. (laughs) Well, it's – and it's also – well, yes, you should apologize for that because what Mm – so what was the situation here with this – Oh, my God. Was it – I mean, we don't have to get into it, but it does sound like – it was a pain in the ass. Oh, a hundred. Listen, a pain in the ass. I've worked in service enough to know I was being awful. But the thing is, too, Pat and I were very much like, listen, if this goes on for one more minute, we're just going to pay with our card and it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, we weren't being jerks about it, obviously. But basically, like, my sister-in-law had bought a gift card and she had told me, like, oh, when you go to the restaurant to have dinner, just tell them you have a gift card and it'll that'll be that. I assumed that that meant, and you should never assume, but I assumed that had meant like, oh, they don't have like physical gift cards. It's just the sort of thing like they have a list of people who have gift cards, which is stupid. That's an awful way to run a restaurant. But in my mind, that was the way it worked. Yeah. So then when I went there, um, they were like, oh, no, we have physical gift cards. And like you were supposed to come pick it up like within a normal amount of time. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I probably was. Um, But yeah, they took care of it and it was and it was fine. And it was a really lovely meal that I would have also paid full price for because it was it was really great. And if anybody's in uh, Brooklyn or New York and wants to check out Hearts, you definitely should. Nice. And 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 I'm assuming the person who recognized you may be listening to this very episode. They could be. And if so, I apologize. <laughs> yes. D- Aaron, please apologize. But I would like to say <laughs> this person that recognized you, uh, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're psyched for the Ravenels. Yes. Because next week we are going to be reading Cold Hearted Rake by Lisa Clavis. 
Obviously. And I have a physical copy of this book. How did that come to be? Well, I'm not too proud of it, but I had some sort of $10 like bonus on Amazon that I, to uh for like an order over 20 bucks. So, I got uh I got something that was like 15 bucks and then I saw Coldhearted Rake was like $5 or something, which would have put me over the top. And so I bought it from mm-hmm. Amazon, which I'm not proud of, but I have it physically in my hand, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. And listen, if more independent bookstores carried romance, you know. Well, this is completely on me. Do. This is completely yeah. on me. No, it's fine. I mean, listen, you got a free thing in this economy. You got to get what you can get where you can get it. And it's I mean, it's fun that you have the physical copy. Are you going to try to have finish off this collection because you have physical copies of the wallflowers do you have physical copies of the hathaways no no i'm really trying to not have a lot of physical books so i probably will not go physical with these at some point i would love to have a big huge library it's just not feasible at the moment Mm -mm. so all right yeah should we flap so, it? Do you want to flap it from your book, from your physical copy? Well, yeah. Give me one second because I got to turn. Oh, I, I don't have a lot of light. I, I was gonna do it, <laughs> but but I don't have enough light, so I got to turn the light on. Oh my god, you little mole person! I'm trying to save electricity. Uh huh. Okay. A twist of fate. Devin Ravenel, London's most wickedly charming rake, has just inherited an earldom. But his powerful new rank in society comes with unwanted responsibilities and more than a few surprises. His estate is saddled with debt, and the late Earl's three innocent sisters are still occupying the house, along with Catherine, Lady Trenier, a beautiful young widow whose sharp wit and determination are a match for Devon's own. A clash of wills. Catherine knows better than to trust a ruthless... Kathleen, sorry. Start again. A clash of wills. Now I can see how you were at the restaurant. Jeez. (laughs) A clash of wills. Kathleen knows better than to trust a ruthless scoundrel like Devin. But the fiery protraction between them is impossible to deny. And from the first moment Devin holds her in his arms, he vows to do whatever it takes to possess her. As Kathleen finds herself yielding to his skillfully erotic seduction, only one question remains. Can she keep from surrendering her heart to the most dangerous man she's ever known? Wow. Are you excited? I'm very excited, yeah. Yes. I, it just It's, you know, listen, it's, it's Kleypas. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> what can we say? Exactly. What can you say about Kleypas? It's, she is amazing. I'm excited to go back into these books. I haven't read them in a while. I like I've only read them once before, so this is going to be really fun. Um, yeah, so next Wednesday is Cold Hearted Rake. Mm-hmm. We're excited. Anything yeah. else to say? No. I mean, I think you have a heart out soon, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll take our leave. But Aaron, where can they find us? 
So you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast.com. We are on Twitter at Learning Tropes, on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. We have our Facebook group, the Learning the Tropes Troop. You can come join us. We are on Patreon. If you just go to patreon.com and search Learning the Tropes, you'll find us. You can join for as little as $5 a month and get exclusive content. We did just talk about the real world um, the real world homecoming New Orleans, the first six episodes, I think. Yep. Um, so that'll be up there pretty soon if it's not mm-hmm. up there already. And um, so you can check that out, but also romance related content as well. We promise. Um, and uh, yeah, is there anything else? We have merch. No. That's merch. It. Yeah. I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much guys and happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.